This nation was founded by men of many nations and backgrounds. It was founded on the principle that all men are created equal. Mayday, mayday. Going down. You take your red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. Hello, 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 you sexy, sexy motherfuckers. Welcome back to another episode of the Swerve Podcast. If you're wondering what you've stumbled across, we are three random guys on a mission to understand everything in the universe, one obscure topic at a time. So our premise is really simple. Every week we pick a topic that we don't really know anything about. We research it and then we discuss it and dissect it on the fly here on the podcast. And this week is a motherfucker. This is the JFK assassination conspiracy. We're going to hop into that one. But I mean, before we do that, I think we have some important announcements. We, ladies and gentlemen, have a Patreon. And you can be an exclusive member where we have two tiers. We have our $1 Ride the Wave tier, which will get you never-before-heard episodes. And it will gain numerous shoutouts on this sort of podcast. Then we have our... $3 tier. This is our fucking slap that ass tier. This tier will get you never before heard episodes. It will get you numerous shouts on Swerve Podcast. But most importantly, it gets you early access to all of our shit. This includes our main episodes, our post swerves, and our fucking Patreon exclusives. So we can guarantee you that you will be a smarter person after having listened to one of those episodes. You will know more that there is to know than you did going in beforehand. So please consider subscribing to that. We have an important secondary component to our podcast. Yeah, we like to drink while we do this podcast. We like to experiment different types of booze, um, concoctions, whatever. So if it's recommended, even better. Um, so make sure you guys are you know recommending drinks to us on Instagram and or any social media platform. And I'm going to start us off right now. Punishment nice. shot. Punishment shot. Hell yeah. Punishment Hell shot. Yeah. I, That's good. My week, my week last week got carried away. I lost track of time. I didn't lose track of time. I just got busy and missed out on essentially all my podcast stuff. So shot of gin, boys. Here we go. That might be three shots of gin. I don't know. <laughs> A whole week? I don't know, man. Yeah, I, think well, I, gotta go, do, go. I think you got to do I think you got to do well, I'm not going to go get two more. And then I'm going to have a White Claw. So I got in the fridge. So. Nice. Lime flavor. I actually, uh, I got to try a watermelon and a raspberry White Claw this weekend. They were fucking amazing. Yeah, those are the new flavors, right? Yeah. Nice. They Excellent. were really, really good. That's good. Excellent. That's good to hear. So I have a, a, I'm going back to basics again for this one. I've got a glass of Raven Conspiracy wine which is the official wine of the podcast. So doing that. That's right. It is the official wine. I forgot about that. (laughs) 
but I'm also going to just because I want to keep it fresh. I have a vodka water oh. here, so nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, but that's what I'm going to be dabbling in on this episode. Excellent. I have a vodka watermelon Tetley tea bag infused drink. And it's fucking tasty as hell. We have to feature that one this week. I don't know. Yeah, it's on our, probably on our the podcast. fanciest one. Yeah. Um, for listeners who aren't aware, we do post all of our uh, recipes for the various drinks. I mean, it's not always the most exciting <laughs> like this week, but we do have all of our drink recipes posted on our Instagram and Facebook. So you can go there and check them out if you're interested in one of uh, one of our concoctions of the week. All right. Let's hop into the fucking basics on this one. So I want to preface this. This is a motherfucker of a topic. This is one of the biggest conspiracy theories or conspiracies in the conspiracy world. It is the mother load. So there is so much to it. It is endless. There is endless routes. There is endless paths to go down. And my goal for the podcast is not to explore all these nuanced routes, but to provide a general overview of the topic and some of the stranger findings that I came across in my research. Because it is, this is one of those, like there's, you know, like there's, dozens of books written about this there's so many documentaries there's an endless amount of information shows you name it so it's impossible to get the full picture but i'm going to try my best to get most of the picture that's my goal through this because there's just there's so much so hopping into the basics here we're gonna we're talking about the JFK assassination. So for those who don't know, John F. Kennedy was the president of the United States at the time. And this occurred on November 22nd, 1963. So the assassination allegedly involved Lee Harvey Oswald. He was the prime suspect in this assassination. Although Oswald did deny any involvement and he did believe he was framed, but he's an important character in this story. So we have to remember his name. Lee Harvey Oswald. uh, Yeah, a U.S. Marine at that. And at the time, Kennedy was the 35th president of the United States. Correct. So there's many inconsistencies between what the official story is and the different conspiracy theories. Um, But just to give an overview, these conspiracy theories are broad. They involve the CIA. They involve the mafia. Um, Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson, because he was sworn into office after the assassination. Even Fidel Castro, um, Justin Trudeau's <laughs> father. Uh, throwback. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? I actually don't know what episode that was. Was it episode 24? 25. Episode 25. Sure. We'll go That's with my it. bet. Sure. Can you check? I'll check it out. That's my yeah, bet. I'll check episode it. 25. Um, throwback to episode 25. Uh, Justin Trudeau is uh, Fidel Castro's son. Um, Canadian Prime Minister, because we're from Canada. Um, (laughs) There's also (laughs) allegations of the KGB being involved, so the Soviet Union at the time. And, I mean, there's merit to a lot of these, and we'll get into it once we lay out the facts and the evidence, but I just wanted to throw that out here in the basics. 
But basically, the there was episode twenty four. Fuck. <laughs> episode twenty five is is that uh, I'm gonna get it wrong. I want to say space is fake, but I feel like it's twenty six. What is it? I have to look it up now. <laughs> oh my god! I thought you were there. Twenty seven is definitely Doctor Stella Emanuel. I can say that for sure. Uh, twenty five is space is fake. You're correct. There we go. Look at that. Okay, excellent. Um, you know, just trying to become a really fast pig. But <laughs> so the, no one's gonna understand what that means. But no. that's fine. I don't give a shit. Be a fast pig. In your life. So the original FBI investigation, they they wrote this report. It was called the Warren Commission Report. So this is important to remember. We just got to remember the Warren Commission. We got to remember Lee Harvey Oswald and obviously JFK. So this was alleged to be the Warren Commission Report. People alleged like this is a CIA cover up. Um, there, you know, they, it just didn't. There was things that didn't add up with this, and we'll we'll nitpick through this on what the Warren Commission report says when we get through this topic and the inconsistencies with it. But basically, the Warren Commission report concluded that Lee Harvey Oswald was the only person responsible for the assassination of Kennedy. And it was massive. It was like an 888-page report. And that's basically the gist of it in a sentence. They're like, Lee Harvey Oswald did it. That's what it is. So, (laughs) yeah. In 1979... The United States House Select Committee on Assassinations, the USCA. I didn't even know this was a committee, but it is. They they have their own investigation, and they conclude that Kennedy was probably assassinated as the result of a conspiracy. So you have two kind of bodies um, looking at the situation and having different outlooks. So the Warren the Warren Commission report is saying Lee Harvey Oswald did this assassination. That's that. That's what the facts say. But then you have the USCA, this select committee on assassinations, saying, no, it was probably a conspiracy. They think that there was a second gunman. Um, there's And there's more to it as we get through this. But there's there's conflicting evidence. And basically, like I said at the top, the JFK assassination, this has been referred to as the mother of all conspiracies because it was so vast. So in 2003, there was a Gallup poll that reported 75% of American American Americans 75% of Americans do not believe that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. <laughs> so the majority of the United States thinks it's a conspiracy. So it's actually also- funny that you brought that up. The that same poll has been conducted several times throughout the years, starting from 1966 all the way to, th- to 2004. And on an average, they found that 80% of people be believe this to be a conspiracy that yeah. Oswald did not do it in that in fact it was cover up yeah yeah there's a number of polls I won't even get into them then because you kind of just summed it up but there's a number of polls they all report the same kind of thing this is clearly what would you say um I don't know clearly shenanigans like, can we call there's shenanigans something funny on going this? on? There's there's something funny going on for sure. There's some shenanigans. So shadow government, shadow government. So shadow government. there's. <laughs> are you with us, Dragon? What the fuck? I'm here. I'm here. 
So this fucking guy, JFK, I want to talk a little bit about him um, before I break down what the war, like I want to get into the official story and then I want to pick holes in the official story. But I want to, before I even do that, I want to talk about JFK because we have to understand who JFK was. It's been a long time. We're Canadian. We really don't even know. So (laughs) just for everyone out there who doesn't know what this guy was about, this was, um, he was a, considered a very, very great president. A lot of people were heartbroken by this. He was yeah, considered he was well to be a, yeah, a beacon of hope for the future. He's very well-spoken, very reasonable, very witty, just a well-liked guy. And he dealt with a lot of shit, too. Like He, he just seemed like to be on the people's side, per se. And, you know, that's probably why he was assassinated, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, probably. So he graduated from Harvard in 1940, and he was very popular while he was there. He was very liked by most people. um, And he was kind of a ladies' man. Like, he kind of, you know, he kind of threw that around. That's why he's a people's person. He, yeah, he was very well liked. You know, I had that million dollar mouthpiece, but some other things about him that were interesting that came up in my research. Um, I didn't know this during world war two, he commanded a series of PT boats, um, in the Pacific theater. And he actually earned the Navy and Marine Corps medal for service and a purple heart. And I'll explain why. Yeah. So his ship was attacked by the Japanese and you know shit got fucked up people were in the water and kennedy like messed his back up um he had like this major back injury but he carried a burned passenger miles like swimming in the water with his fucked up back carried that person to safety um and then they had to swim around to like different islands and stuff and like get food and like wait for rescue and he was doing all this with his injured back so Damn. He did rescue people. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's quite crazy. So I have a quote I'm going to, I want to read. So this is quote for extremely heroic conduct as commanding officer of motor torpedo boat 109, following the collision and sinking of that vessel in the Pacific war area on August 1st to 2nd, 1943, unmindful of personal danger, Lieutenant Kennedy unhesitantly braved the difficulties and hazards of darkness to direct rescue operations swimming many hours to secure aid and food after he had succeeded in getting his crew ashore his outstanding courage endurance and leadership contributed to the saving of several lives and were in keeping with the highest traditions of the united states naval service end quote so he's not just talk like he's walking the walk he's walking the walk nice he's getting it done and I also want to say, too, like, I, this was another weird fact. While he was in the Senate, he published a book called Profiles of Courage. And that book won a Pulitzer Prize. So that's hmm. a pretty big achievement. Like, that's, so he's, you know, he graduated from Harvard. He's saving people's lives in war. He's got a Pulitzer Prize, you know. Damn. And I don't know, if you listen to any of his speeches, they're like some of the he's greatest speeches you'll, you'll ever hear. Yeah, he's a horse. And that's not going to make any sense to anybody, but that's fine. That's fine. He's a horse. <laughs> Watch us get some fucking like hateful comments on YouTube. He's not a horse. He's, He's a guy's not a horse. Respect him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Sick, that's fine. People throw up South all over Park YouTube all the time. Again. I'm sick of it. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, it's fine. Um, but it, I mean, listen to any of his speeches. There's some of the greatest speeches you'll hear. Even, I mean, I even use him in the intro of our podcast in the soundscape that I made. I use a a weird, ghostly version of JFK in the beginning. So he's got he's got very iconic speeches. Overall, just considered a very great president of the time. Um, he did speak out against a lot of weird things. So he does have a speech about secret societies. And honestly, I'm probably going to play that speech right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program, for from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence. <laughs> in the response and dedication. He's essentially saying that there's these secret societies and secret deals that are formulating. I don't know. Uh, what would you say? 
like coordinating progress in the world and it's not a transparent progress or a process and he's trying to point that out it's a very eerie speech um it's it's actually very fascinating to listen to but you can see for all these reasons you know he's like calling out the federal reserve he's calling out secret societies he's trying to make change he's ruffling the wrong feathers that's what a lot of people think they think he was too what would you say just stepping on the wrong toes and that's why he was whacked he was too curious that's why he was whacked so that's a wet ass pussy (laughs) no whacked no he didn't get whapped whap I was like that's why he had a what (laughs) JFK had a whap what he probably got a little bit of that though hey so I mean that's JFK in a nutshell I want to give the sequence of events that occurred in a brief context so we can understand the official story a little better before we start getting into the evidence of the cover-up or the alleged cover-up, however you want to refer to it. <laughs> what say so, you? Yeah. So he's assassinated by gunshot while traveling in a motorcade in an open-top limousine in Dallas, Texas. And this occurs at 12.30 p.m. on Friday, November 22nd, 1963. So within two hours, Lee Harvey Oswald is arrested for killing a Dallas policeman named J.D. Tippett. Now, okay. we, have, we have to remember both of these people. Obviously, Lee Harvey Oswald I introduced in the intro, but we have to remember J.D. Tippett as well because they're both important. So essentially, um, after 1 a.m. on Saturday, November 23rd, so this is basically like later that night, Oswald was a, he was basically assigned for murdering President Kennedy. So they arrest him for murdering this policeman. And then they're like, oh, you also assassinated JFK. Right. So already it's just like really quick. Kind of, it's like seven, yeah. 70 minutes after the initial shooting, he's arrested for the killing the police officer. That's insane. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And the official yeah. story is like he, he just killed that person so he could get away. That's what the official story right. says, but we'll, we'll hop into that. So basically then on Sunday, so what do we have? We have JFK's killed on Friday that night or Saturday morning. Cause it's one AM. Oswald, that's when he's, they're like, you murdered him. And then the next, the Sunday, 11.21 a.m., a mafia-associated nightclub owner named Jack Ruby, we also have to remember this guy's name, Jack Ruby is important to the story, he fatally shoots Lee Harvey Oswald as he was being transferred from the city jail to the county jail. Right. So it's, it's fucked up already. It's, al- like, it's already fucked. So basically then, in 1964, the Warren Commission issues this report, as I mentioned, and they conclude that Oswald acted alone and that there's no credible evidence supporting um, the contention that he was involved in a conspiracy to assassinate the president. They're like, he just acted alone. There's no conspiracy here. He's just crazy. He's just crazy. He just did it. He just did He's it. He's cray-cray. But, that's like, oh. yes. Like I said, 1979, the United States House Select Committee on Assassinations, they agree 
they do agree that Oswald assassinated Kennedy, but they conclude that the Warren Commission's report was seriously flawed. Um, they say that there's a high probability that there was two gunmen that fired at the president and that a conspiracy is highly probable. And they say that the Warren Commission d- failed to investigate adequately the possibility of a conspiracy to assassinate the president. And well, Of course they fucking failed. They're in on it. <laughs> I think that's why most people, this is why this is the mother load of conspiracies. And I also want to say too, there were other people, like obviously everybody at the time believes it was a conspiracy, but there were other panels. It's like the Ramsey Clark panel and the Rockefeller commission. They both, um, I guess they both supported the, the Warren commission's conclusions. So there was like other panels that were like, no, it, he did act alone, but then there's people, every, like the public's like, this is weird. And then you have this assassination committee being like, no, this is, we don't buy any of this. Like, this is, this is not good. This is Sparta. So. Boot kicked out of the motorcade. (laughs) JFK? Yeah. Jesus Christ. We're all over the fucking map here. Hey, new conspiracy. (laughs) All right, continue, continue. Well, I'm drinking my goddamn fucking wine, my Raven Conspiracy wine. How fitting. Um, <gasps> you didn't. You're so yeah. punny. <laughs> so that's like the worst. If that's a pun, that's the worst pun. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's I guess like, maybe it's not a pun. <laughs> um, so I want to get into... So that's basically the official story in a nutshell. So, so there's a ton of evidence that is sketchy we'll say that and i'm going to just go through the main pieces of evidence that i found weird during my research because there's too much to go through but i think we're going to do a good job getting through most of it Just before we get into the evidence, if you have managed to listen to us this far or previously, you know what we're all about. If you are enjoying our content, the people you hang out with probably will too. Help us help them. Share a link to our episode on your Facebook, Twitter, or wherever. We're a grassroots movement and any small help is tremendously appreciated. May good karma and vibes be with you. Now back to our show. So number one was ignored testimony. So the Warren Commission, apparently they ignored the testimony of seven key eyewitnesses who said they saw smoke in the vicinity of the grassy knoll at the time of the assassination. There was also an eighth witness who said that he smelled gunpowder. So why this is important, um, Lee Harvey Oswald didn't take his shot from the grassy knoll he was in a building which we're going to get into as we get through this but they're alleging that there was witness accounts of a second shooter in this other area Um, but their testimony was ignored so basically there's these statements they're kind of pointing to a shooter that was on the grassy knoll and that's one of the main issues like right off the bat it's just like we have people saying they saw something that doesn't align with the official story 
Now, there was also confiscated film and photographs. So, basically, the film of the motorcade was taken by two policemen shortly after the assassination. There is one film which we'll talk about. Uh, it's one of the most famous ones. It's called the Zapruder film. And we'll hop into that. That one obviously wasn't stolen. Like, that's everybody can witness the Zapruder film. It's pretty gruesome. Um, it shows Kennedy being assassinated and it's one of the most important films, but what there's other film that was said to have been taken away shortly after. So already that kind of is sketchy when you have, you know, you might've had multiple people with camera angles, but somehow they didn't take the Zapruder film, but they took some other people that may have had better angles or something. Those got taken away. Do you know what I found out when I was uh, doing my bit of research on this was if the police department or any state authority has an ongoing or an active investigation they don't have to release any any of those details of the investigation any evidence to anyone like not the news not not other police departments no one so any evidence that they have as long as it's active they never have to release it okay yeah that's an interesting fact Hmm. So, <laughs> there is another witness named Beverly Oliver who came forward in 1970, and she said that she was the Babushka lady. She was seen in the Spruder film. <laughs> the Babushka lady. Yeah, she was filming the motorcade, and she said that after the assassination, she was contacted at work by two men who she thought were... Um, either the FBI or Secret Service agents. So according to Beverly Oliver, the men told her that they wanted to develop her film and return it to her, but they never did. So <laughs> They never developed it or they never returned it? They never returned it. They probably mm -hmm. developed it. They just didn't return it. So already we're, we're getting ignored testimony and we're getting some sketchy, some film of the event is being confiscated and there's some people coming on record saying that that was the case. So there was also withheld documents. So many of the documents pertaining to the assassination have been withheld. And this kind of includes um, some of the president's autopsy records have been withheld, which would be important, right? Like you should know what the autopsy says. So some of that has been withheld. Um, some hmm. documents are still, to this date, not released, and they're not scheduled to be released until 2029, which is crazy. What? Yeah, so there's still, to this day, documents that are withheld that are uh, relevant to the JFK assassination. There's like, why, anyone why who is interested at that point. Why would it be scheduled nearly 60 years later? Because they're waiting for anyone who's interested in that at that time to die off. So there's no witnesses. Yeah, they're waiting for Babushka Lady to... That's so scammy. Croak. Yeah, it is already. We need Alex Jones to talk about this. I think he does. <laughs> he <laughs> he probably does, yeah. Like, he's probably talked too much about it. He probably talks too much. Uh, so... Many documents were actually released in the mid to late 1990s by the Assassination Records Review Board under um, 
President John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act of 1992. So it's just funny. Like, they're actually, like, putting in, like, motions in government to, like, collect info. That's, like, how crazy this case is. Yeah, because they don't have to release any of the information. It's active still. So here's the thing. Under that act in 1992, they did get a lot of the documents, but a lot of the material contained redacted sections. So Of course. So, you know, it's one of those things. It's like the documents are being held still, some of them, and even the ones that have been released, like there's redacted sections. So there's like there you go. trying to get the information out there. Just like, no, 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 that, that's redacted. You can't talk about <laughs> that. Yeah. Well what, well, what about this? No, 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 no. Redact that one too. Okay, well, well, what there's, else you got? What else you got in that, that uh, your theory? Just redact it. No, just, you know what? <laughs> 2029, we'll talk about it then. It's fine. Just... There's no words on these documents. And they're <laughs> yeah, like, it's been well, redacted it's until redacted. 2029. It's been <laughs> redacted. It's just blank sheets of paper. It's, it's what you wanted. We gave you the documents. It's what you wanted. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, thanks. thanks a lot. Thanks. Thanks for nothing. So I want to I wanna put in this piece of evidence right now. This is one of the weirder ones. Not that it's weird. It's actually not weird at all. But... It is, it is a real piece of evidence that kind of makes Oswald look really bad. So there's a photograph of Oswald and the murder weapon. So that's bad, right? Like, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's going to backfire. Um, so this photograph is him holding a... I, I'm, honestly, if I pronounce this wrong, like that's fine. I don't care. I'm, 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 it's just too much. Carcano rifle. He's holding it in his backyard. And this was the weapon identified by the Warren Commission as the assassination weapon. And people like people looked at this photo and they agree that it's real. And also Marina, who is Lee Harvey Oswald's wife, even said, she's like, yeah, that's I took that photo. So like she's even suing her husband. <laughs> like, like she's like, yeah, I took that photo. But I mean, so, it's Texas in the United States. Like everyone is an avid yeah, gun they, owner. Like, like, thousands of those guns. Yeah, out there. I bet you like. Everyone in Texas has that gun. Yeah, but I just think like, it's even. I don't it's know. Probably, I'm just saying. Yeah, listen, we're just spouting bullshit here, but I'm assuming they did the forens- like forensic analysis of the weapon and like pointed unique properties of it and were able to identify. Like, you know what I'm Can saying? Can we like, assume that? Can we? Yeah, or I would hundred percent assume. Or what has it been redacted? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is redacted, but I would assume like <laughs> we can't speculate. Like we have to go with what we know. No, fair um, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. That, that's what's been said. So we're going to go with that. So, but again, Oswald, he claims to be innocent. He denies all the charges. He declares that he was just a patsy. And he insists that that full uh, photo of him holding the rifle was faked. And the thing is, though, based on the analysis of phot- photographic experts, they they do say that it's genuine, and also the fact that his wife said that it was that she took it. You know, it kind of it kind of throws a thorn in what Oswald in Oswald's denial. But some people do allege that the photograph was taken on purpose in order to frame Oswald, or at least make him look suspicious. Mm. And I kind of fall into that camp based on uh, the research that I did. Is he acknowledging the camera in this photo? I have no idea. What do you mean? Like in this photo where he's supposedly holding that gun, is he uh, 
acknowledging the camera like can he see the photographer or if it's his wife does does he pay attention to her yeah he's looking at the camera oh well did <laughs> he say cheese yeah i don't like no well i don't know maybe he did if we didn't so say I cheese then the photo doesn't count redacted <laughs> so so another weird piece of evidence is this the Zapruder film um, and basically this has been considered quote the best available photographic evidence of the number and timing of the shots that struck the occupants of the presidential limousine and is perhaps the single most important assassination record end quote super crazy piece of film it's only 26 seconds of video but basically that film allowed people to determine the time between different shots based on the frame rate of the film and the speed of the vehicle. So, you know, people have looked into this, they've watched it so many times, you can figure out the timing and it, you can make conclude different conclusions to your theories based on the timing. I also want to say this was a fun fact. So Abraham is a pruder. He's the guy that took the film during the assassination he was paid $16 million for the film in 1999 by the government. Holy shit. So, yeah. Nice. That's what they paid him for a 26-second clip that he had. Quite crazy. So why did they want that clip? Just so... Just so they had the rights to it. It's a famous piece of history. Oh, Probably okay. other reasons as well, but, you know, they just wanted to own it. Officially. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. So some other things that we need to talk about. Kennedy's body. So there's this author named David Lifton. He has a he wrote a book called Best Evidence in 1981. And he says that President Kennedy's body had been altered between the Dallas hospital and the autopsy site. So he thinks that there was some, you know, some shenanigans going on and he presents a case for why that would be the case. He thinks that the body that was the autopsy was done on was doctored. So hmm. he just doesn't believe the official report that was reported. How which do, is like enough. how so? How does he believe it was doctored? I didn't read his book. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> so <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so I also, I want to talk about some of the the bullets because um, there's some weird things that happen with the bullets here. So basically the Warren Commission, they determined that there was three bullets that were fired at the presidential motorcade. Um, but the assassination committee, they say that there was four and there's a whole hodgepodge of shit that goes on now. So uh, uh, according to the official story, they say, one of the three oh, bullets missed, missed the vehicle entirely. Another bullet hit President Kennedy and passed through his body before striking Governor Connolly. And then the third bullet was the fatal headshot to the president. So one bullet missed. Another one went through Kennedy and then hit Governor Connolly, who was also in the motorcade. And then a third was the fatal shot that killed the president. That's the official report. So let's just keep that in our back pocket for now. As we move through this. So the thing is, some claim the bullet that passed through President Kennedy's body that and, and that hit Governor Colony, they they the critics of this official report, they dubbed this the magic bullet. 
Um, <laughs> there's <laughs> there's a number of different reasons why this is the case, because and I'm going to talk about it right right now. So, the magic bullet theory. <laughs> it's just funny to me. I just that's a blender to me. It's like, but the magic bullet theory. This is the, the this theory basically says that a single bullet caused all the wounds to the governor and the non-fatal wounds to the president. To the president. So this totals up to seven entry and exit sites in both men. That's why it's called the magic bullet. That's incredible. It's from the future. So somehow there is seven entry and exit sites between the two guys and one bullet. How does that make sense? That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's the point. I'm trying to like wrap my head around. Okay, it's got to make sense somehow. Is it a trick question? Is... is it a rhetorical question? No. no it just it doesn't make sense. That's why it's the magic bullet theory. So the Warren report is saying, they're like, yeah, no, this makes sense. And they're like, well, no, it doesn't. So the th- <laughs> this is even further. It's even crazier than that. So the theory says that a three-centimeter long copper-jacketed lead core Manlisher Carcano rifle bullet fired from the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository. So that's where Lee Harvey Oswald was alleged. Not alleged, but that's where he actually was. He was on the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository. That's where he took the shots. They say that this bullet passed through Pe- President Kennedy's neck and then went into Governor Colony's chest, went through his wrist, and embedded itself in the governor's thigh. If so, if this is the case, the bullet transversed through 15 layers of clothing, seven layers of skin, and approximately 15 inches of muscle tissue, struck a necktie knot, removed four inches of rib, and shattered a radius bone. If the, if the theory is true. So it's uh, <laughs> armor-penetrating Kevlar, simultaneous remote control movement of a bullet. So this is one of the greatest um, inconsistencies between the Warren between the official story and critics of the official story, this magic bullet, it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. That bullet doesn't make sense how it could have done what it's been claimed to have done. So let's just keep this in mind as we keep moving through this evidence here. So like I said, basically people were alleging that there was multiple gunmen. Remember we had those eyewitness testimonies that were ignored And also that assassination committee, they're like, we think it was multiple gunmen. So the Warren report, like I said, it says that there was three shots, but they, people don't think this is true. They think that there was four shots and some people even think there's more, like there's so many different theories. So like, if there's people out there that are like, well, there was actually 18 shots. Like, I don't fucking know. Maybe there was (laughs) like, I had fucking one week to do this. So I'm giving it out. I'm giving the gist. Let's go. They say there was four shots. Warren official story says three. I'm going with four. I think that the, I'm going to go with what they say. because That was good shit. They think one was coming from the grassy knoll. And there was reasons for this. We had the eyewitness testimony. We had people smelling guns, uh, gunpowder smoke out there. And there's some even more weird shit once we get through this. Um, so basically this one guy in 1967, his name is, oh man, I'm going <laughs> to, 
<laughs> his name's <laughs> Hosea Thompson or jo- Joshua. Is it Joshua Thompson? <laughs> I don't know how to say his name. I'm going to go Joshua Thompson. <laughs> I feel like it's such an easy name to say, but I can't say Wait, it. Wait, right you now. went from Isaiah but to Joshua? <laughs> I said Hosea, but it oh, might just Hosea. be Joshua. <laughs> it might just be Joshua. <laughs> uh, Mr. I'm Thomas. Go... Yeah, let's say Mr. Thompson. Thompson. He concluded. <laughs> I'm even getting it wrong. <laughs> We're all over the map. <laughs> from a close study of the Spruder film, and other forensic evidence corroborated by eyewitnesses that there was four shots fired in the Delhi Plaza with one wounding Connolly and three hitting Kennedy. That's what he says. He's going for it. He believes it. Full send. So the Warren Commission, as I kind of alluded to, they say that all shots fired at President Kennedy came from the sixth floor window at the southeast corner of the Texas School Book Depository. So that's what they're saying. They're like, hey, he's just up there in the depository. He's taking his shots from there. But basically, this commission, based on cumulative evidence of eyewitnesses, firearms and ballistic experts, and medical authorities, um, even on-site testing, um, even analysis of the film and photographs, they're saying different. They're like, no, there was, we think that there was two shooters. We think one was from that book depository on the sixth floor, but there was another from the grassy knoll. That's what they're saying. And like, it's even crazier than that because that's like the gist, but it gets more nuanced. There's up to two dozen suspected firing points in Delhi Plaza that have been named. So Hmm. I don't know how you reconcile this. So there's so many different theories of where shots could have come from basically that it, it, it's it was unclear to me what is the most likely i don't know i don't i can say based on the research that i did that the single gunman seems unlikely it seems like there probably was multiple gunmen based on the the eyewitness accounts and things but and to the where you put bullet. them yeah and that bullet doesn't make sense that bullet doesn't make sense so that's the thing. And that's that's the thing. It's a confusing topic. But let's let's keep moving through this. Let's talk about some of the testimony of eyewitnesses. Um and yeah, you know, people are gonna be like, oh, you can't trust eyewitness testimony. And I'll be I'd agree with you. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't. Honestly, you can't. Um, here, quick anecdote. I was in a course, it was a social psychology course. And we had this, I might've even said this before on the podcast, but fuck it. I'm going to say it again. Basically we were watching this thing and during the thing, someone come like, you don't, we didn't know we were involved in this experiment. So we're just watching this film on the screen. And during the film, some guy like comes in the room and like, he like starts like shooting a gun, um, in the film that we're watching at like a le- in a lecture hall and then runs out. And then after that, uh, the film presents like different people and it asks us who are like in the lecture hall. They're like, what did you, who did you see? And we we're all fucking wrong. Like we didn't know. Like <laughs> it's just basic shit. They're like, was he wearing a short t- 
short sleeve t-shirt. And, you know, I don't remember what I said at the time, but I remember I was like, I thought he was wearing a sweater or like some people are like, he was wearing a hoodie. Some people, you know what I mean? It's all over the fucking place. Like no one can actually, eyewitness testimony is actually not that good. Um, And there's many, many social scientific studies that can show that. Even if you think in your heart of hearts, you know what the person looks like, you're probably wrong. And I, you know, it's one of those (laughs) things it's hard to believe, but I was actually in that thing and like i got it completely wrong i couldn't identify the person even though i just saw him on the screen do it i i couldn't get him so huh it's a real thing yeah so to the critics that are going to criticize you're you're right but fuck off like this is a conspiracy let's go we're getting deep like <laughs> we're getting into get the into it so basically according to some of the assassination researchers the grassy knoll was identified by most witnesses as the area where shots were fired. So in March 1965, Harold Feldman wrote that there was 121 witnesses to the assassination listed in the Warren report, 51 of whom indicated the shots that killed Kennedy came from the grassy knoll. So, you know, just under half of people are like, no, there was someone from the grassy knoll. 32 said the shots originated from the Texas School Book Depository. So there was actually more people in the report saying it was from the Grassy Knoll than people saying from the Texas book, School Book Depository, which is where we know Lee Harvey Oswald actually was. So this is just more evidence that there was a mul- multiple gunman. So Joshua Thompson or Mr. Thompson, I, I, you know, I don't know at this point, he, he examined the statements of 64 witnesses and he concluded that 33 of them thought that the shots emanated from the grassy knoll. So again, just more evidence that people are thinking it's coming from the grassy knoll. Now, this was uh, an interesting case. So this guy named Lee Bowers he operated a railroad tower that overlooked the parking lot on the north side of the Grassy Knoll. And he reported that he saw two men behind the Grassy Knoll's stockyard fence before the shooting took place. So he he says that he saw some people there. And he noted that he saw something that attracted his attention. I don't know if he knows exactly what it was. It was like a flash of light or smoke coming from the knoll. And this... In his mind, he was like, something's out of the ordinary that's occurring. He heard three shots, and in his report, he said the, the last two were in quick succession. And he stated that there was no way they were fired from the same rifle. So again, this is kind of just indicating that there may have been multiple shooters. Um, and one of the other weird things, this Lee Bow- uh, Bowers guy, he says he saw a man in the parking lot throw what looked like a rifle into one of the cars. So this is, again, pointing to this multiple shooter hypothesis. There was another witness I just want to bring up named Jesse Price. He said that he believed the shots came from just behind the picket fence uh, where it joins the triple underpass. So there's basically there's all these different people saying that different shots came from different places. A lot of them seem to think it was from the grassy knoll. Um, not just that book depository where Lee Harvey Oswald was. So again, it's just inconsistencies in the official story. 
coming out from uh, eyewitness accounts. So, I mean, there's there's a bunch of physical evidence and shit. Um, I'm trying to think where I want to start here because... Okay, so let's do this one. This is a good one. So some assassination researchers, they claim that the FBI photographs of the presidential limousine show a bullet hole in its windshield above the rearview mirror and a crack in the windshield itself. I mean, that's not too surprising. I mean, pe- like there were people shooting at the car and stuff. But where it gets sketchy is... <laughs> basically the FBI they're like that bullet hole happened before Dallas they're like it didn't happen what? there this is Wait, that what? was from before yeah they say it was from before like that bullet okay. hole there that was there already that's what they're saying right now where it gets right. even sketchier in 1993 so this is like way after remember this is 1963 this assassination happens this guy George Whitaker He's a manager at Ford Motor Company's uh, Rogue Plant in Detroit. He said that after reporting to work on November 25th, 1963, he discovered the presidential limousine in the plant's B building with its windshield removed. This is what he's saying. (laughs) Whitaker, so this guy, he says that the limousine removed windshield had uh, a through and through bullet hole from the front which that's what people were alleging they saw in the film or not alleging like you can, I mean, I'm sure if you looked at those films, you would see what people are pointing out. And this same guy, this Whitaker guy, he said that he was directed by one of Ford's vice presidents to use the windshield as a template to fabricate a new windshield for installation in the limousine. He was also told to destroy the old one. Okay. What? That's fucking so, mysterious as fuck. So it is. It is sketchy. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's these these things that come up that are just like, why would they do this? Like, why? Why would you need to replace the windshield? Like, it's like it's like there's a cover up. That's it's just more evidence that something's fishy and something's being covered up. Yeah, that's fuck. Hmm. I'm trying to think of a reason that they maybe would want to replace the windshield. Like if they want to like do forensics on it, but the car is evidence too. So they wouldn't like destroy evidence. Well, they did allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> hmm. So there's also medical evidence. That's, that's kind of weird that comes up here. So there was a large number of doctors and nurses at Parkland Memorial hospital. That's where JFK was brought to. And they reported, like, after, you know, when he's shot, so they're going to bring him to a hospital. They reported that a major part of the back of the president's head, president's head was blown out. So in 1979, this assassination committee that we're talking about, they noted the following. Quote, the various accounts of the nature of the wounds to the president, as described by the staff at Parkland Memorial Hospital, differed from those in Bethesda autopsy report as well as from what appears in the autopsy photographs and x-rays so basically what we're saying is (laughs) people are saying one thing on one hand but the reports are saying a different thing on the other hand 
And if you remember, I was talking about that one guy who alleged that the body was doctored, maybe even like replaced in transit. That might be that might be able to account for this, like between the hospital and like the autopsy. People are alleging that something was doctored or maybe switched. That's like the theory that some people are purporting. Because there's a difference between the eyewitness accounts um, when the president's brought to the hospital and what the autopsy reports are saying, you know, after he like after he was confirmed dead and whatnot. So. I don't know, it's just more sketchy shit, more sketchy shit. Yeah, it's just not adding up. It's just yeah. Some sums so, up. There's this Did other guy uh, on the assassination record review board. He was the chief analyst for mil- military records, and he said he was ninety to ninety-five percent certain that the photographs in the National Archives are not really of Kennedy's brain. So he thinks there was. He thinks something was switched. Or photographs of a different brain are taken and they're claiming that that was Kennedy. So there's another guy that supports this. His name's Dr. Gary Aguilar. He states that according to the findings of this analyst, um, this second brain, which showed an exit wound in the front, allegedly replaced Kennedy's real brain, which revealed much greater damage in the rear consistent with an exit wound and thus evidence of a shot from the front. If that makes sense. Okay. Uh, So I do want to say one thing though, just previously you said the FBI mentioned that there was uh, a hole already in the windshield of the car before. Yeah. Yeah. So the video of JFK getting assassinated, there's, there's no like holes on the windshield. You, You can see the fucking windshield clearly like different angles too there's no holes in it well i don't know what you're probably watching i don't know what you're watching but i think people have done like a like i'm just gonna give the people the benefit of the doubt like i'm sure you're watching it on youtube in whatever resolution it in it it is in yeah like pales in comparison to the analysis (laughs) that someone claiming that shot or that hole is there that's just what i'm gonna go with um, and I, I do, I like, the only reason I'm saying that is because I do know when we did the Patterson-Gimlin footage of Bigfoot, there's hardcore fucking people that go, like, hardcore, and they reveal some weird shit that I would have never seen if they didn't do it. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, we can, we, let's, we can make that point, but... Like, there's one dis- after the shot, but not before. So, there's just some weird shit that doesn't add up, um, even even with the body... It seems it seems weird. So I mentioned this guy, J.D. Tippett. He was the officer that Lee Harvey Oswald allegedly killed. And that's why Oswald was arrested initially before he was, um, you know, like alleged to be the assassinator of Kennedy or the person who assassinated Kennedy rather. So the Warren Commission report says that Oswald killed this Dallas police officer, J.D. Tippett, in an apparent attempt to escape. Um, And I mean, right, like if you just did an assassination, you'd probably try to get the fuck out. Yeah. And, you know, they did have evidence on this. 
but there's some weird shit that came up in my research that I'm, I want to talk about. I'm going to talk about what, uh, let me just say what the evidence was from the Warren Commission report first, and then I'll, I'll point out some inconsistencies. So they say that two eyewitnesses who heard the shots and saw the shooting of Dallas Police Patrolman J.D. Tippett, and there were seven eyewitnesses who saw the flight of the gunman with a revolver in hand, positively identified Lee Harvey Oswald as the man they saw fire the shots or flee from the scene. They also say the cartridge cases found near the scene of the shooting were fired from the revolver in the possession of Oswald at the time of his arrest to the exclusion of all other weapons. The other piece of evidence, the revolver in Oswald's possession at the time of his arrest was purchased and belonged to Oswald. And the last one, Oswald's jacket was found along the path of flight that like when he ran away, they found his jacket in the path that he had been running away on from the scene of that killing. So they conclude that, you know, he did shoot this JD tippet with a revolver. Um, but there's some other things that are weird. So one, the Warren Commission omitted testimony and evidence that two men shot Tippett and that one left the scene in a car. So apparently there was an eyewitness account that actually two people were there and someone left in a car and that was omitted. So that's already kind of weird. Like, why not take that in? Yeah. But even weirder to me, I mean, we live in Canada, so like, you know, we don't we don't know a lot about guns. But we know a little bit about guns. We know they so exist. As far as I know, <laughs> the casings of a revolver, don't they stay in the gun? So you would have had to manually eject the revolver to leave your casings behind. So if you just shot a cop, say you're Oswald and you just shot J.D. Tippett, the cop, with a revolver, why the fuck? You'd have to, you'd have to take it out. They stay in. So that's weird. Why would you leave them behind? Maybe he was trying to reload. For what purpose? That's the, that would beg the question. For what purpose? That you would actually have to be trying to reload. But like, why? You're saying you know, the like, shell was left behind. The casing stay in the gun of the revolver, and of that's what revolver. that was part of the yeah, that was part okay. of the evidence. They're like they found them like at that scene, but like it, it's almost as if someone wanted them to be found is, right. is the allegation which is strange it's it is strange to me that to me that was strange i'm like yeah that, that actually doesn't really make sense but <laughs> so there's other critics that believe oswald did not have enough time to get from his house to the scene where Tippett was killed and there's a whole thing on that i mean i've seen people talk they're like no, he could have made it if he took like a bus, if he took a taxi, and let's, it, that stuff's true. So I don't want to get into that, but that's another criticism. They're like, he just if he was on foot, there's no way he could have made it from point A to point B in time for the murder. There's a whole can of worms there. Right. So I'm going to take it or leave it. So some weird shit. Some definitely some weird shit. So one of the other weird things, I, I feel like I have to mention this because... I mean, it's JFK assassination. We have to. The Umbrella Man. So, one of the weird things about the Spruder film is there's a 
It's the so-called Umbrella Man um, in the shot. So there's this random guy holding an umbrella. He's kind of close to bystanders and to the president uh, when he's first struck by a bullet. And he's, you know, he's become the subject of a lot of conspiracy theories because, you know, it wasn't raining. So why the fuck is he out there holding an umbrella as the Kennedy motorcade passes by? You know, it's not bad weather. Like, why the fuck do you have your umbrella and why are you standing there with your umbrella being all weird amidst a fucking assassination? It's just strange. This umbrella man, I don't know what he's doing there. So I do have some information I want to bring up. So there is one conspiracy theory that suggests the umbrella was uh, like a secret weapon to shoot darts or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's there's actually that's actually, it's funny. But in 1975, a CIA weapons developer told the Senate Intelligence Committee that such an umbrella weapon was in the hands of the CIA in 1963. So this was a real weapon. And there's just this guy there with an umbrella, and it's not raining, and he's just hanging out. Some other people it's say... Just, the, he's just hanging out, having a good time. Yeah. Here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, some other people say that, you know, maybe it, maybe it wasn't a weapon but maybe it was used to provide visual signals to other hidden gunmen like when to when when like you know when to go or something or when not to go or something so there's a couple of theories around that but that was just that's just a weird thing there's just this guy with an umbrella chilling in the video so i don't know you tell me i don't know that just came up in my research i don't know dropping dropping it so <laughs> drop it like it's hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's also this, this guy, his name's badge man. Um, what the fuck are these names? Umbrella man, badge man. There's a couple. There's, there's a few. There's like a fucking um, Edward trigger hands, man. No, there's like black dog <laughs> man too. Um, there's yeah, no, there's like weird things that come up in the footage. So this badge man, um, he's taken, so right after the president was struck with the fatal head wound, the photo is taken and this badge man, he appears to be wearing a uniform similar to a policeman with a badge that's prominent. And basically this helped fuel conspiracy theories. So they think maybe the Dallas police was involved. Maybe someone impersonating a police officer was this guy, you know, maybe it was someone impersonating something, telling people to like stay in a certain position or like keep an area clear. We don't know, but it was just a weird anomaly that emerged in uh, some of the footage that you can find. So I don't know, man, like there's there's so much more depth that you can get into. But for me, I feel like that's like the main evidence stuff that I want to talk about. Like if I were to sum it up for the evidence the fact that there's ignored testimony, the fact that there's records of film and photographs being um, confiscated, the fact that there's withheld documents and like redacted documents, the fact that um, like Kennedy's body, there's it doesn't match. Like people think it was switched or something. Something's weird with it. Like things don't add up. The eyewitness accounts of the body and the autopsy don't make sense. The fact that there is. 
Uh, this magic bullet theory doesn't really make sense. It does seem like there was multiple shooters. The fact that witnesses are saying there's multiple shooters. Um, the revolver thing, like the casings being found, it seems like someone like would want them to be found as if you would want to frame someone. The fact that someone got in a car with a rifle and like just drove away and like that was just omitted from the Warren Commission. There's a lot of weird things. It just, it, things don't add up in general to put it in one sentence it doesn't add up there is something kind of cool so president donald trump in 2017 october 2017 said that he would not block uh the release of documents of the jfk assassination so the review board that actually did reviewed the Kennedy assassination they approved these documents to be released however it was blocked in 2018 the new deadline for these documents is october 26 2021 Oh, so they should be out. The, oh, no, they should be They're coming this out year, soon. Yeah. Soon. But now that he's not in power, who knows? They might be blocked again. Yeah, they'll be blocked. <laughs> like, just uh, block them. Just block them. Just block them. For fuck's sakes. This is how it goes. So, I don't know. Do you guys want to reflect on the evidence? Be- because there is conspir- conspiracy theories we need to get into, and there's... um. I, I have some prominent ones that I want to talk about. Or should I just hop into them? Fuck it. Just hop into them, in my opinion. Just hop, yeah. Give her. <laughs> All right. So one of the most um, obvious ones is a CIA conspiracy. Of course. Not surprising. Every fucking conspiracy so. revolves around them. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, like we said, this Warren report... They say there's no evidence that Oswald was ever employed by the CIA in any capacity. They're like, nope. Nope. CIA, nope. Hands <laughs> nope. clean. We're redacted. Just nope. Yeah, it's just nope. But the House Select Committee on Assassinations in 1979, they say there was. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Here, I thought I was going to make a point and I fucked up. They also say that Oswald is not involved with the agency. <laughs> so they're also agreeing. They're like, the Warren report's correct. Yay. They're off. So you have both the Warren report and the House Select Committee on Assassinations. They're like, yep, CAA is not involved. Here's the but. But in 1995, <laughs> the former U.S. Army Intelligence Officer and National Security Agency, um, an executive assistant, they published evidence that both the CIA and the FBI deliberately tampered with their files on Lee Harvey Oswald, both before and after the assassination. So it took 30 years for it to come out. They're like, we think that there, some shit went down. Um, there's also someone found that both of these agencies withheld information that might have alerted authorities in Dallas that Oswald was posed as a potential threat. So there's evidence that this was known, but allowed to happen anyways, which is, that's kind of crazy. Um, and they even point to, they, <laughs> yeah, there's basically, there's, there's some people saying some shit. They're like, the CIA knew some shit or the FBI. Some shit. That's some conspiracy stuff. So there's also a, here's another prominent one. It's the shadow government conspiracy. Shadow government. They, <laughs> Shadow government. This is one that I, I like. It's, 
It basically suggests that there's a secret or shadow government, including wealthy industrialists and politicians that were ordered to assassinate Kennedy. So they're essentially saying that Kennedy's death um, allowed for policy reversals desired by the secret shadow government to escalate the United States military involvement in Vietnam. And if you remember when I when I started this topic off, uh, Kennedy had specific speeches where he was calling out secret societies and calling for transparency, yeah, and secret deals. It's uh, so this can, this is where this comes from that there's some kind of elite power globalists that are overcoming <laughs> the government and Kennedy was trying to stop them. So they whacked him so that they could move forward with their agenda. Obviously like that. I mean, that's going to be a conspiracy shadow government, basically any topic. Wasn't that, um, kind of talked about in the umbrella Academy season two. Have you, have you seen the yeah, Umbrella I guess. Academy? I feel like there's like so many movies that have like a, yeah, like not yes. specifically for the shadow government You're right. part. <laughs> oh, like with uh, the like the assassination of yeah, that's they actually yeah. did fit that in there. Yeah, the Umbrella yeah. Man and the Umbrella Academy they played on that in that yeah. series. Yes, for sure. That's that's probably where that idea came from in that in that show. Um, yeah. So there's also the military-industrial complex conspiracy. So basically, in a farewell speech given by President Dwight D. Eisenhower, who honestly, Eisenhower, um, I remember I was listening to uh, a lecture on him. Holy, this guy's fucking crazy. Like, this guy did some, in like, he was hated, but he did some crazy shit that, you know, it took time to marinate on and it turned out to be like really good decisions. I just, you got to look at Eisenhower. He did some crazy shit that you wouldn't expect. Just shout out to people who give a fuck. But anyways, <laughs> before he left office, um, he warned the nation about the power of the military um, establishment and the arms industry. So he's calling out the military industrial complex. Like he's calling some shit out just like JFK was. He's calling some stuff out. So he says, quote, in the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought by the military industrial complex. The potential for disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist, end quote. So, you know, he's doing what a good president would do. He's calling out the powers that be and he's warning. He's like, there's some shit going on. We got to be careful of this. So some conspiracy theorists, they allege that Kennedy planned to end the involvement of the United States in Vietnam and therefore was targeted by those who had interest in sustaining military conflict, right? Because if that's, what the, that's the purpose of the military-industrial complex is to, as long as you're in war, you're making money. So war is good because it makes us profit. That's what Eisenhower was warning about. And Kennedy was like, let's put a stop to this. So they're like, no, we want money. Fuck you. That's a theory. Right. I mean, it makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. I'm buying it. So there was, this is another one that's interesting. The organized crime conspiracy. Um, if you remember, uh, I talked about Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby actually was somewhat the guy who shot Oswald while he was being transported. And he like he was an owner of a nightclub. 
1964, the Warren Commission, they say that there was no evidence linking Ruby's killing of Oswald with any broader conspiracy to assassinate President Kennedy. <laughs> That's what they say in the Warren Commission report. But here's the thing. Jack Ruby had a close relationship with this guy named Joseph Campisi, who was the number two mob man in Dallas. So this guy, Campisi, and Jack Ruby, Jack Ruby, again, he's the nightclub owner that shot Oswald. He was friends with Campisi, and they had dinner at Campisi's restaurant on the night before the assassination, even. So... After Ruby was jailed for shooting, Os- shooting and killing Oswald, this Campisi guy, this number two mobman, he would visit Jack Ruby. Now, Campisi knew the mafia leader, Carlos Marcillo. And Carlos Marcillo allegedly threatened to assassinate the president to short-circuit his younger brother, um, like Robert Kennedy. This is Kennedy's brother who was leading a crusade, like an anti-mafia crusade. So Kennedy's brother was like against the mafia. And you have this guy, Carcillo, uh, sorry, Carlos Marcillo, who's like, he's, he's the leader of the mafia, you know, so he doesn't like this. So people are kind of thinking maybe there was some involvement here and it, it, it might tie down. It could in some way. There's like some conspiracy here. Like there's motive at least. Now, even adding to this, there was information released in 2006 by the FBI, and this led some to conclude that Carlos Marcillo confessed to his cellmate in Texas, um, who happened to be an FBI informant, that, <laughs> that he did organize Kennedy's assassination and that the FBI covered up his information that, um, that he had in, in, in his possession. So there actually is, what like, he, that's what he says. He confessed that to his cellmate. So there actually is something here to this crime conspiracy. And, and Jack Ruby, there is a connection. You can connect him to, um, you, you can kind of connect him into this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like he's not, like, there's a way to do it. He knows yeah. Campisi, Campas, Campisi knows the mafia leader. That simple. Maybe, I don't know. I only, did, like, you know, I don't know. I mean, That's just what I found. <laughs> that would make sense in terms of him actually carrying out a task like killing Oswald. Like they would have to have something over his head, whether that be life threatening or maybe family threatening. And the mafia certainly is easily capable of something like that. Yeah. Like it, it does merit. Well, the other thing too, it also it also gives a rationale for the cover up because. Yeah. Um, basically like it would, it would be embarrassing evidence if the American government was involved with an, with organized crime. Um, so let me step back. There was plots to kill Castro and there was plots in organization, like the American government with organized crime to kill Castro. That's been alleged. Yeah. Now, if that would that would like that would come up in this investigation so that's why they would want to be like no lee harvey oswald acted alone because it would prevent people from finding out other potential 
you know, embarrassing evidence implicating the American government, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that's that's that theory. There's now, so many fucking like plot twists, and everyone seems to have like a stake in this at some some point. Oh yeah, that's the thing. And any one of these, you can go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole. Like I'm just I'm just doing some surface level bullshit. You can follow this stuff crazily. I mean, here I have a couple I want to bring up that are just that are some prominent ones that I would. Uh, you know, it would be we wouldn't be doing justice to the topic if we didn't bring them up. So the Lyndon B. Johnson conspiracy. So critics of the Warren Commission accused Johnson of plotting the assassination because he disliked the Kennedys um, and feared that he would be dropped by the Democratic ticket for the 1964 election. Um, so this 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 girl, Madeline Brown. She was the alleged mistress of Lyndon B. Johnson, and she implicated him in a conspiracy to kill Kennedy. In 1997, she said that Johnston, or Johnson, along with this other guy, began planning Kennedy's demise as early as 1960. So she's like, she was this mistress who like knew some shit, and she came out and was like, but you know, Maybe she's lying. I don't fucking know. You know, I don't know. But there is motive there. Like this, like Lyndon B. Johnson, he did have motive at the time. So, and even further than that, this this uh, Madeline Brown, she claimed that the conspiracy involved um, leaders of the FBI and the mafia, as well as prominent politicians and journalists. So she, again, is implicating these other theories that we were talking about, which is interesting as well. I mean, I, there, <laughs> the other one I have, because uh, this kind of ties into some of the evidence that we were bringing up, there's the, de- the a decoy hearse and the wound alteration. Like this goes into the body, maybe being replaced or something being tampered. So this guy, this David Lifton guy, he presented a scenario in which conspirators on Air Force One removed Kennedy's body from its original bronze casket and placed it in a shipping casket while en route from Dallas to Washington. So basically, like once the president's plane arrived at Andrew Air Force Base, the shipping casket with the president's body in it was, this is what he says, allegedly, was taken by a helicopter from the side of the plane that was out of the television's camera view. Kennedy's body was then taken to an unknown location, he thinks most likely Walter Reed Army Medical Center, to surgically alter the body to make it appear that he was shot only from the rear. And then that then his then the if they can prove that, then it would be it would fit the Warren Commission's report. So Ed. the plane's flying, helicopter pulls up, they transfer the body over? To this helicopter? Yeah, that's what he alleges. And, and then, then they go do say, their thing, and then he brings yep. it back to the hospital, and then they do an yep. autopsy. Yep. But it's all fake. That's what he alleges. That's another conspiracy theory. So, uh, okay. I mean, there was some other shit, too. Just just some final mentions. Obviously, uh, <laughs> there's allegations that the Cuban government was involved, that like Fidel Castro ordered the assassination, obviously. There's allegations that the Soviet Union what was involved. What would Justin think? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He probably wasn't he wasn't even born at the time. Um, WWJD, what would Justin do? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, there's people allege the Soviet Union was involved. And actually there's some weird things where Oswald actually spent some time in the Soviet Union, so it kind of complicates things, and that's that's another theory. And a final theory I just want to bring up, the Federal Reserve conspiracy. So Remember what we were saying, like Kennedy, he he seemed to be like uh, this beacon of hope and the Federal Reserve, like it's, it's, it's a unique American thing where, you know, they control banks and shit and he was trying to like end that. So they're like, fuck this guy, basically. That's, that's like just the theory. They're just like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't have too many details, but that was a theory. That's the thing. Like, it seems like everyone has a stake in this, like something they want to try and get out of the assassination of this of john f kennedy so it's like could they all have been in on at the same time or was it just yeah. maybe they all no, hired for just sure. one company or oh it, yeah no for sure all of these parties or not not all per se but multiple parties could be could have been involved and coordinated we don't know i don't actually know but i mean that's what I have here. That's my gist of the story. That was some of the interesting, compelling evidence that I found that was strange. But I will say, like, any one of these tangents, you could do, you can do an episode on. Like, it's, there's just, yeah, that there's much. a lot there. Who do you think was most responsible for the assassination? Like, which party do you think had most at stake and thus had more most control over it? Ooh. Holy fuck. Ooh. Um, that's a good question. I don't even know if I can answer that. I, I feel like I need to have, I, in the final thoughts that we're going to have here, I have to... Well, let me just... Let's start broad. Do I believe the official story or do I think that there was a conspiracy? You know, like good, that's good maybe question. where we should yeah. start. I think, I think there was some shenanigans. I don't know about you yeah. guys. I feel like there was shenanigans. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get there's. Yeah, I think there was some. Just kind of even just right at the beginning, like it's almost like the movie uh, with Mark Wahlberg, uh, Shooter, right? Where they basically like same. I didn't see it. maybe it's based off this. I don't know, but essentially like they have this ex Marine guy, Mark Wahlberg. He, he goes to a thing. He has a picture. He has his guns, all this stuff. He gets hired to like scout out possible assassination points of this person who's visiting because they picked up chatter that he's, he might be getting assassinated. So he's like an expert in the field and they hired him. Yeah. And they just end up framing him. Yeah. Kind of gets, I kind of get that vibe, but um, for yep, Lee, for, for Lee Harvey there, but um, yeah, I think fact, I can't tell the difference between Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon. How I don't know, they just look like the same person to me most of the time. Heights, builds, talk, no, just, face, just, they hair. look like the same person. <laughs> what, yeah, I want to say sometimes I'll be. Sometimes I want to we'll say that's watching. racist, but you're also a white guy, so I mean, I guess that's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> no, I can't. I like sometimes there's a Matt Damon thing. I'm like, I didn't know Mark Wahlberg was in this, and then like 
people are they're like, that's not Mark Wahlberg or vice versa. I'm like, Hey, Mark Wahlberg's in this. And they're like, no, that's Matt Damon. I'm like, Oh, well, I don't know what they look like. Apparently I just get them huh. mixed up all the time. That's yeah. They're pretty like different, like strange, distinguished. They're pretty different. Same. different. They're actually pretty much the same if you look at them. Like, just Google it right now. Like, I understand that there is differences, but like, (laughs) there's so many. On a quick glance, they're basically the same person. No, they might actually be the same person, and that's the real conspiracy in all of this. Similar movies, maybe. No, they literally look like the same person. So, I didn't. I didn't know we were gonna research this uh tangent here but you're the one who told us to fucking google it you're like google it right now <laughs> they look oh no i just meant like me, hypothetically like, if you google it they look similar like they're no you said google it right now no i didn't say that you fucking assholes check the tapes take the tapes <laughs> well yeah uh, i will when i edit it but it won't matter. Yeah, they're similar looking, I guess. I'll get it sim- to you. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they're, I'm also they're a fan looking. of both of them, so like, I just know the yeah. difference. Maybe. Mm. I'll give it to you. They're, they're pretty similar looking, guys. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel like there are some other... Like, just from the beginning, like they had Buddy arrested 70 minutes after the shooting, right? And it's like, happened so quick, like... Yeah, it it just seemed like like you said there's some shenanigans going on. It seems like there's some. Um, they just didn't do the due diligence. Maybe, maybe this guy did it. Like I I don't know, but it just didn't. It's kind of like the Rebecca Zahow story. It just like it just kind of seemed like it wasn't taken seriously. Like here's, no, this is yeah. our guy. We got him, and is what it is. Type of thing. Yeah, right? like, I, like it. I agree with you. I think I think Lee Harvey, Harvey Oswald took shots for sure. But right. I think he was probably framed. Like that's just my impression of the whole thing. And I, I also feel like there was there was other shooters too that we are not aware of. And I, I don't know who they could have been. So this is kind of interesting. Um, you mentioned that they had evidence that someone might be trying to assassinate them, assassinate uh, John F. Kennedy, but they didn't really do much about it. Well. Right. I have an official record here. So this is, I can send these to you. These are documents uh, released by the FBI and the committees that were checking these, like the assassination. In these, it says that the FBI and CIA both had files on Harvey Lee Oswald. They all knew who he was before the shooting or anything and that they're, Files were comparable with one another, so they had pretty highly accurate information on him, and he was a person of interest before the assassination mm. took place. But wasn't he a marine? Yeah, so yeah of that's, course he's yeah. just like, yeah, but FBI and CIA don't have access to those records of marines. Those are military like files. This is what they want just, you to think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is like legit. Like it's fucking stamp of approval and everything. I'll, I'll yeah, send you guys. No, this I, I mean, I'm not cool. surprised, but I don't know. Like that piece of evidence, it doesn't really implicate them. Like you would need more than that. But I, I do agree. Like, I think, I think that there was a, um, I think it was a multi-party conspiracy 
Um, like I think the organized crime aspect was involved and Jack Ruby was kind of the, the low end of the totem pole that had to murder Lee Harvey Oswald so that Oswald could be, you know, like it would kind of get rid of him. Like he was framed and, you know, just get rid of him. Like, so he can't speak anymore. That was his role to play. Um, I think there was probably, like I said, with the military industrial complex and the federal reserve, there was probably interest there to get rid of Kennedy. So they, you know, they coordinated with crime, uh, organized crime. Um, but there could have been even other actors involved too. Like there could have been even like Lyndon B. Johnson could have been in on that. He could have been like, Oh, let me get in on this shit. And then like the Soviet union's like, Hey, let me get in on that shit. And then Cuba's like, Hey, let's get fucking in on that shit. And like, everybody's, everybody's just, it's like when, what's that, uh, that when Caesar gets stabbed by everyone, like, oh, it's like that. By the Roman Senate. Yeah, like everyone's just like turning on Kennedy. Like they're like, fuck this guy. It could have been as simple as that because he seemed to Funny be. Funny enough, he was trying to change the structure of everything as well. Well, that's the thing. Like he seemed to be a, like have a solid, incorruptible backbone or something. And I think that was scary. Like listen to his speech. They're some of the greatest fucking speeches you'll ever hear. They're actually that good. Yeah. The, and you can even like listen that, to him. Uh... What's it called? Ask not what what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. Yeah. There's so many of them. And you can even see him like um, (laughs) when, you know, like when reporters like get aggressive, watch him handle when reporters get aggressive. It's just hilarious. Like he just like, he's so witty and so kind. And like, he gets the audience laughing and he like put, he just makes, he just deflects questions and like, He's just very a genuine person when you hear him speak. Because I was looking at some of his um, debates that he was having with Nixon at the time, and some of his speeches and stuff, and they're just they're fascinating to watch. Like, take him out of the assassination and take the conspiracy stuff away. Just watch him how he conducts himself. It's very, um, I don't know, it's very charismatic. I would say, hmm. I would say he's more like you know, like Obama had. Like, I'm not saying. I'm not trying to get political at all, like not saying Obama's this king shit, but Obama like presented himself very well, right? Like when you yeah. see him in the media, he's he's very well spoken. Yeah, he's always kind of like he's very social, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say JFK is like even better. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have to look up some of these uh, videos after. Yeah, after we're done, and here. you have to take in mind too. It's you know we're talking like the 1960s, so they're old. They're not as um, they kind of have a different rhythm how they speak in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have to take that into account as well, but he's no, his speeches are like, his speeches give you like chills and shit. You're like, fuck yeah, some good shit. So of course, like he probably had all the public support. (laughs) Everyone liked, he was always well liked. So of course people are like, he's too powerful. We got to kill him. (laughs) I mean, I guess that would be my final thought. Like, it's just that simple. It's like, he's just, he's too... Too influential. He's fucking all of our shit up. So yeah, fuck everything we've we have, he's messing up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, he was a president of the people. That's what they kind of say about him for sure. He was, like you said, very well liked, well spoken. Fucking war hero has a purple heart. War hero, like, yeah, he's smart. Graduated from Harvard. 
But yeah, I mean, I think I think it would be for me. It's that simple. It's just like he was just rubbing people the wrong way. I don't have a detailed analysis of exactly who those people are, but it's yeah, you're going with your my gut. gut feeling. You're going gut feeling yeah. there, yeah, for sure. That's kind of how I feel too. I, that's my kind of. I don't. I'll say this. I guess I don't buy the official story. It doesn't seem. Seems like there was. Well, the, yeah, the magic bullet. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's magical. We we determined there is magic in the world. It's kind of like in Seinfeld. When uh, Kramer and Newman are talking about the the New York Met player who spits on him, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> and like ricochets, takes a ninety degree angle, hits Newman in the face or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it's like. They're like, yeah, I just did all of those things. Of course, yeah. We're just bending. It bullets. just seems. It just seems sketchy. And then when you have people coming forward 30 years later being like, oh, yeah, I had to destroy this piece of evidence or like I saw this, but I was told not to speak like you have all these things. And I'm interested, like once all the document, like, well, first of all, I don't even know. Maybe the documents will never get released, but the withheld documents and the redacted things. Like what happens when those come out? Will we have a clearer picture of the story? 2029. Um, Well, I don't know. There's some being released October 2021. Oh, right. So yeah, maybe we'll we should see, mark that in our calendar. See what happens. Redo this episode October 2021. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it was Lee Harvey Oswald, like 100%. There's just no conspiracy. The it's whole time. Like, eh. Yeah. Well, so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, too, like um, his wife was in the vehicle at the time. And I can't even imagine, like, I don't know, like, just to put yourself in that situation, like, you just get shot out of no, like, there's multiple shots. So, like, the first shot happens, you're kind of like, what the hell was that? And you can even see the president, He like, everyone in the car is kind of like, oh, we just heard something. The next shot comes, he gets fucked. And then a fatal shot. It's just crazy. Like, I can't imagine being in that situation and you're like, we got to go, we got to go. And, like, the wife having to... Like, what do you do? His face is, like, ripped open and shit, and you're just like, we gotta go. Like, it'd be some crazy shit to deal with. Like, (sighs) it's a crazy time. And, like, you have to imagine, like, this is two years into the presidency. Um, Everyone's super happy and super hopeful. I was listening, not listening, sorry, I was reading comments of, um, like, older people living in that age. And to them, they felt like the 60s was full of opportunity and growth. And, you know, like they were going to go to the moon. And they're like, you know, like he he even has a speech on that. He's like, we must do what is hard, you know, just to do like, and it's just good shit. Everyone felt hopeful. And then he just gets fucking whacked and you're just like, shit. Now we got to listen to this Lyndon B. Johnson motherfucker. (laughs) You know, like, it's just like, ah, like the people, they had someone like, I don't know. It's rare when you have those moments where like, everyone is like, this is a good person. I'm trying to think in my life, even in like, not even talking about uh U.S. politics or anything, but just in Canada, there hasn't been a single time where I've been excited. I'm like, oh, this is like a really good candidate. Like, this is a really good person. They're very 
thorough and they're very intelligent. You know, I can't remember a time where I've thought that. You know, it's it's just a rare phenomenon and it's just, it's sad that it ended. Who knows what could have happened? Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. Like maybe you, maybe you've felt that. No, for it's just, candidates, it's making me never think have. like, yeah, as far as uh, politics go and stuff and just leaders to follow, I still have, for Canada anyways, I still have yet to see a leader that I could fully get behind support. Be like, this guy is great. Like, yeah, th- it's th- like- this is going to be history changing. Great. Yeah, it's one of those things. I wonder what that is. Um, maybe I wonder if we'll see it too, because it seems like everything's even. It's progressively going to shit everywhere. If Elon in Musk society. runs for president, mm-hmm. maybe we'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> the aliens. Twenty twenty four. I don't even think I would vote for him. <laughs> no, not that not that we could, but. No, like let him do his thing. Like he's not a politician. Like let him, he's an innovator. Like he's all about like making yeah, things. So think better. about if he ha- so he has just his own resources. Think about if he had the resources of an entire country, what he could accomplish. I feel like people would, would slow him down too much. Oh, they would try in government. They'd yeah. be like, and I think they would. Um, I even think I was listening to something with Obama, and he equated it. He was like, it's like trying to turn a ship like a massive ship, like 2% to the left. And that's all you can do. Like, even if you're a president and you have like so much power, you can only change things like the slightest bit. And it's exhausting. Like, look at all, look at everyone who was in power and a president, they age. Like they're fucking done by the end of it. The stress of it, like they look fucking 10 10 years older after a single term. Yes. Everyone except for Trump, Ironically, he looks the Trump same. Didn't do shit. He's, he he's didn't like, give no. a shit. <laughs> like, go do your thing. Yeah. What do you want to say? I approve. Just go no, do it. No stress. No stress. I just drink my diet coke. He's fucking golfing every day. <laughs> it's good shit. That's awesome. Eating. He just improved his golf game. Steaks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have more final thoughts on this. I just think it's a crazy piece of history. Uh, I'm glad I looked into it a little bit. Because it's it's one of those moments. Yeah, I, I wonder really if there'll ever be a leader similar. <laughs> I hope. I hope I, so. It would be nice to see that. Just like have have like experienced it. That would be nice. Yeah, it's rare to have someone that like just seems to be down to earth and have like their head screwed on right. And you're like, yeah, you know what? They this makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah, they're rare. all pretty Mad corrupt. Run. You should run for <laughs> prime minister. <laughs> see how far you get prime minister no no i'd be killed that's for sure I'd be killed. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be able to play would, the game i wouldn't you'd make just it. Be like no no i'm not doing that yeah no, i'm not doing that no i don't <laughs> yeah, think you'd be, I'd just, I'd just be stubborn as fuck i'd be like we all yeah. need to be really fast pigs and they'd be like now nah, we're killing this guy <laughs> <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have made him the leader of our party <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all gotta outwit the devil. <laughs> Wait, you guys said oh, this guy's on a podcast? Fucking hilarious! <laughs> no one knows what we're talking about. This is one of the post swears we're referring to. If uh, I mean, we're kind of casual now. If people are still listening, they're listening. I don't give a shit. You know, 
Kind of like That's sounds what you like you gotta do. Become a really fast sounds like pig. You gotta yeah, out with the like devil. Sounds like a good uh, concept That's to. It. Um, well, as po- prime minister, you'd be the fastest pig shit. alive. <laughs> no, I'd be like, no, I'd be like, what the the nineteenth fastest pig? Because like most countries like shit on Canada, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, look at Trudeau. Like, he's, like, dressing up and shit and, like, like pretending it's to be black people face. and, like, dancing Fuck. and stuff. And, like... <laughs> he's such a yeah. bitch. I don't know. <laughs> Canada has a pretty sick army. It's definitely, like, oh, I'd really? say it's top ten. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... Sh- oh, sure. Okay. I'd say it's top ten. Yeah. Can't tell if he's being sarcastic or not. I'm not being I'm being sar- serious. I, oh, it's top ten. It's not top five, but it's top ten. We have a top 10 army in the world. I would. With te- technology wise, you know yeah. I don't have the information to dispute you, but my gut feeling is that that's incredibly <laughs> wrong. It's incredibly wrong. Yeah, just, I feel like that's just, it's like that Prussia thing you were saying where you're like, well, okay, Russia well, was Prussia, see. and it's just not even Russia's, close. Russia's ahead. US is obviously ahead. China and fucking India are ahead. Japan, India is ahead. Okay, so we're already, yeah. Okay, like well, because India has like a mi- million standing army, like well over a million. Do they have nukes? Do we have nukes? That's the, actually that's the number one question. Does Do Canada we have, nukes? have nukes? If we don't, no then idea. we're that's then we're bottom question. bitch. If we don't have nukes, we're bottom bitch. Like that's how it works. <laughs> like, like sorry, but. Look at this you're like we're top 10 we don't even know like do we have nuclear canada power? has not officially maintained and possessed weapons of mass destruction since 1984 and as of 1998 has signed treaties uh repute repudiating possession of them so no we had them and then we gave yeah, them up. so yeah we're fucked <laughs> we are time. and that's the thing that's true um, we don't- we're not even in the top 25 according to this oh no yeah, see, that seems accurate to <laughs> i me. mean i don't know how accurate this is i'm just kind of scrolling i'm just looking for canada <laughs> that's kind of well, what i would feel like we're kind of in the bottom like 25 to 50 yeah okay so this is saying like, this is kind of like a little bitch it's oh, uh 100%. so it's saying like total population of the country then it's total military personnel so it's kind of basing it off that total aircraft strength um, and then fighter aircraft and then combat takes naval assets and then the defense budget. That's kind of like it has like these categories. And yeah, I don't see Canada in the top. Yeah. So, so I did a search as well and it uses the same thing. And these, these are the leaders. So United States is first, Russia, second, China, third, India, fourth. Japan, South Korea, France, UK, Brazil is fucking ahead of us. Pakistan is ahead of us. Turkey, Italy, Egypt is ahead of us. Iran, Germany. Yeah, so I'm not, that list doesn't surprise me. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is Canada? <laughs> well, we're oh. a small population. Like, we, first of all, we don't have a good population. And then, yeah, second we're only of all, like 30 million people, right? So, I mean, we're we're on the fence with everything. Okay, dude, like, check this like, out. Oh, China okay. has two point okay. one billion active military personnel. India has one point four billion, one point four four billion, and US has one point four billion. So China, how can, like, no, the, how can the US have one point four billion when they only have three? They have like about what three hundred million, three hundred thirty million. Oh, people? sorry, sorry, no, no, I'm saying billions. I meant millions. China has two point okay. one eight million. 
India, 1.4 million. United States, 1.4 million as there's well. There's 8 yeah, billion they got, they people in the drones. world, but there's 20 robots. billion military personnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why Canada is at the bottom. <laughs> Sorry, but millions, not billions. Millions. As soon as you're born, you're a soldier. Like, give that baby a weapon. <laughs> Well, there's also a Give lot of countries that, guns. like, as soon as you turn 18, you have to join, you have to be in yeah. the forces for, like, two years or something like a that. Year or two, yeah. Yeah. They, they had, uh, that was, in Bosnia, actually, that, that was standard up until, like, the late 90s. It wouldn't or work in 2000s. Canada. There's no fucking way. No. no. People would just shit their pants. They just... you, you see some fucking, like, Karen woman be like, no. No, let me let me speak to your general now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we have some we have some bitch bitch people in Canada. That's that's fair enough. Look at our fucking that's prime minister first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's Fidel Castro's son. Like, what are we what are we working with here? Like, that's the best. Is he though? Then who's fucking? He's got he daddy issues. We did a whole topic on it. Of course he is. We all agreed. We did, but then he's nothing like his father. <laughs> it's exactly like him he's trying to put all this socialist policies physically, on us and bullshit physically and, and policy wise no he's a little bitch he bends over for everyone <laughs> oh, can you imagine yeah. if you went if you're a journalist and you just like all these journalists are asking questions like what's what's your foreign policy for china and like how are you gonna handle covid restrictions and then like you just raise your hand you're like um justin trudeau um may i fuck you in the ass and he's just like mm, sure and he just bends over it's like, if you say please <laughs> like, well yeah sure fuck it and just like <laughs> you'll have my vote for next year <laughs> no and you don't even have to vote for me like, i'm not voting for you and he'd be like oh that's fine <laughs> just gets it I don't know where this oh, podcast geez. is going anymore. I, I, I don't like... even know. It is so derailed right now. Now we're just shitting on Justin Trudeau. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've been pretty clear on my stance. I, we don't get political on this sort of podcast at all, but I've been pretty clear on my stance since episode three. All right. Well, I guess yeah. uh, <laughs> we should enter closing statements. Yeah. Well... About Justin Trudeau? Oh, no, no, no. Just, like, about the podcast. Tell them about our sponsors. So we pretty much <laughs> all agreed that we agree this is a conspiracy to some degree. Are we, we conspiring that... against Justin, Justin Trudeau? I didn't say it. You got to watch out what you say. You got to watch out what you say. <laughs> what? Why? Because uh, he's the brown guy. <laughs> yeah, envy's envy's the next fucking Lee Harvey Oswald of Canada. <laughs> uh, I hope not. <laughs> it was actually funny. Like, I was talking to my brother over the weekend here, and our our foreign minister or whatever is an Indian dude, and all our COVID vaccines have been purchased from India. Like, Canada has the fucking means to make our own, but no, we purchased them from fucking India. Like, Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get political on this podcast, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he gets political after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. All right. Um, let's roll out. Thank you to Sidestepping the Sun for making the intro and outro music to the podcast. Also, thank you to the listeners. If you're still listening, you're a fucking trooper and you're awesome. Hell yeah. Super appreciative of. And um, you can just fuck Justin Trudeau anytime you want. <laughs> just, he just, he's, just, he's just willing at all times. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so probably, i mean also his his wife probably fucks him with a strap on instead of the other way around well that's fine like i'm not judging like i, I just assumed that was the case like i never like i i just assumed that's fine like it's well now it's, it's out. fine it's out now it's out. now it's revealed it's fine uh it's <laughs> It's say Justin it one more Trudeau time a, and I'll believe you. <laughs> he, has, he has an OnlyFans account. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, jeez. He's just like sporting different uh, cultures, cultural like clothing and stuff. <laughs> He's like, this week I'm brown face, next week I'm black face, and guess what? The week after, I'll be yellow. <laughs> he's just like got like those neck extensions and stuff, but he's nude. He's like, oh. <laughs> he's got fucking like Rastafarian braids and shit. <laughs> he's just wearing a shirt, no pants though. He's like Bob Marley. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, don't every fucking week. <laughs> That's oh, why, yeah. Oh God. God damn, he's just yeah. Okay, I, I could keep. I was gonna say some it's shit. So I mean, easy. It's so easy. I mean, I'm gonna not. I'm gonna. I don't get political on this podcast. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get serious. Let's get serious here. Um. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you don't need to support us on the podcast. Like we we do have a Patreon and a Buy Me a Coffee. You can uh, put that money towards Justin Trudeau's OnlyFans if you want. <laughs> if you want to, but. I mean, you want tits, <laughs> right? We'll get you ju- and weed. Justin Trudeau has both. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's oh, let's get serious here. Um, shout out to Ellie Kateko Hot Sauce um, for being dang hot sauce. Uh, I just like spicy food, and I'm gonna keep shouting them out until they sponsor this podcast. Um, I, I I eat spicy food every day. I eat Ellie Kateko every day, and it's it's habanero based, so it's it's quite potent but it has a really good flavor to it. So I just think if you're a listener and you like spice, you're going to like El Yucateco and I'm going to keep shouting them out because it's good shit and there's no calories. So if you're on a cut, you don't have to worry about shit. You can add flavor to your food without adding, adding calories. Absolutely. So Magnum did mention that we do have a Patreon there. Really consider subscribing on there, but we don't ask that from you. A simple like, share, comment on any of our videos. That could be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Cora, like TikTok, wherever you can fucking think of what we're there. Just let someone know, let one of your friends know about us like that. It, it does. It does a ton for our own motivation. It does a ton for just getting more content out, out there to you guys. So we really do appreciate the love we received so far. And we continue to look forward to growing with you guys. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, it's good shit. Appreciate all the positive feedback we've been getting, all the, you know, positive comments. It's good shit. Really appreciate it. Appreciate everybody listening. It's good. Grassroots movement. 
Absolutely. That's all um, I have to say. If, you, if any of you, I, do, I have a couple more things. If any of you have any drink suggestions, let us know right. on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We post all our drinks on Instagram and Facebook. If you like something new, try it out. Go on there, check out what we have. Again, let us know what you want us to try. We try and get something new every week or just something at least. Um, yeah. Yeah, slap that ass. Ride that wave. Pig in your life.